Uh, welcome to Red River Podcast number 45 in the house today with uh, me and Langan hanging out, up? out in uh, somewhere, somewhere off the island, you know, undisclosed, undisclosed location. For sure. Uh, today we're, we're going to talk to our, our buddy who's done the uh, Iron Maiden episode. He did the Slayer episode and today we're going to just bullshit some more with uh, it, uh, the artist formerly known as Gore-Tex. Today he's known, known as uh, Lord Goat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> morning. <laughs> Thank you for ro- rolling out the red carpet. Um, but yeah, let's let's just start there with the, with the name change. So, what what's up with that? Uh, basically, I think around two thousand six, two thousand seven, I got this email, and uh, I mean, a friend of mine did, and it was basically from the company, and they were just like, you know, we have a problem here. You know, it's a legal problem. Give us a call. Urgent. Blah, blah, blah. Give him a call. Speak to the lawyer. And uh, who happened to be a you know pretty decent guy, you know, considering he was okay. He was just like, you know, this company really wants you to change the name. Um, you know, um, I said I was a fan. I've worn the clothes for years. Didn't matter to them. Um, I mean, basically, they didn't really like the fact that I was selling T-shirts with, like, lesbians and pot leaves and tits and... <laughs> You know, so you think if it was like more like Jonas Brothers shit, they would have stopped. Well, it, I mean, it, it's still a copyright infringement in that world, so it didn't matter if it was like Casper or you know, yeah. Beharit, or it didn't matter what I put on. It didn't make me look good. Okay, but uh, yet there was this tits on it. <laughs> you know, long story short, I had to sign a you know, I signed paperwork with them, and mm-hmm. you know, I had to write a letter to the main dude, <laughs> you know, like W H Gore or some <laughs> shit, <laughs> and uh. I was advised to write a letter, and um, you know, I was basically like, "Listen, man, you know, I've been using this name fifteen years. I have fans. As I made records, it's like, well, change it to what? I don't want it. You know, it right. sucks. Like, I'm not affecting your business. It's not, it has nothing to do with it. Regardless, like starting over. Exactly. Yeah, if it doesn't yeah. matter if there's a hyphen or not, they own the copyright. They own the copyright. I mean, it's it's just not. I can't even. I couldn't even use Gore because of a likeliness infringement. Really? Yeah. It gets real deep, dude. It gets real deep because if I was to say I'm going to use Gore, ninety percent of the people that know me know me as Gore-Tex. So there's still a subliminal thing I'd be getting over on, you right. know. 
there's still a reach there if I was to use Gore and they didn't want that. And it's like, wow, you know, they just like it can't, nothing could be used with that. And this was like post nonfiction, right? Like, 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 well, I mean, it was just, it was just, uh, it was just fuel to the fire. It was just like, okay, yeah, cool. That wasn't fun. Now it's like, now I'm getting letters from these guys who, you know, somebody ratted on me, which, you know, I was able to verify that it was, it was somebody who informed, okay. you know? So. So then you just. I wonder who. But, yeah. <laughs> He's listening right now. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. So, you know, once again, you know, you, you come out like years later um, and now the, the name's going to be Lord Goat, which for I the most it. part, I love it. Fucking like, metal you know, as fuck, It's just like, it's, it's so you. Yeah. You know? So like, how'd you come across Lord Goat? Um, Aside from the obvious. <laughs> I think it might have been some like cheap Polish black metal band like years and years ago that didn't do anything. It was like just some. They come. I they, hope they don't. I you don't get a letter from them. I, could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would welcome a letter from them. You know? Will, like, William H. Goat. Exactly. exactly. Esquire. W. L. Goat. Esquire. I mean, I just come up with silly names because I mean, there's nothing. Everything is taken anyway. Right. So what? What do you? What are you really going to call yourself? You know, what can I call myself? Mitch Green. I mean, you know, <laughs> nah, that would be cool. I'm just, I'm saying it's an no, alias, but it's sure. like, right? What would you know? Names are very difficult, so it's like I went from having the perfect name, you know, and I came up with that name originally. You know, I worked in the Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I'm sure me and you had this conversation at some point. I told you something about the name, but anyway, I was working in Dunkin' Donuts. Never got the this night story. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm working in Dunkin' Donuts on, um, I want to say Kings Highway in like Flappish Avenue in Brooklyn, and uh, three thirty. In the morning, I'm just like, you know, probably depressed, just fucking <laughs> to cleaning a fucking egg machine or something. You know? <laughs> like Q-Tip walks in, you know? So it was like, at that point, he had just done, um, he just done the Brooklyn Dodgers song. I don't remember, I think it was a remix or I don't, I don't know exactly, but the shit was fire. It was already classic. It was ridiculous. And he comes in, he's wearing like these like granny glasses, sort of stuff. Like he didn't know, you couldn't really just, he didn't, you know. Looked a little, little on the cover, so I turned around. I was like, Jesus! I was like, Wow, Q-tip! I was like, This is devastating. <laughs> like, verbatim, he just started laughing. He was like, Word! I was like, I was like, Yo, what are you, what are you doing? Am I, what are you doing here? Munchkins? Like, nah. I was like, He was like, Yo, like he didn't, really, he didn't say, you know, he laughed. He didn't really know what to say. He was like, He just like somebody would say, Yo, dude, I just want, I want to get high off Dunkin' Donuts. I'm, yeah. just, I'm here like any other dirt bomb. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, dude, whatever you want, you know. Like, what, I was like, any, any, anything yeah, you want. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just made some new to- toasted coconut donuts fresh <laughs> out the oven. You know, I, so. I, I asked him. I was like, yeah, what do you what do you got your eye on? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laughing. He was like, yo, I don't know. I was like, yo, bro. I'm, I said, yo, bro, I'm making a box for you, like some family size shit. So you, I'm blessing you. So yeah. rock out. You know? <laughs> I was like, yo, rock out, bro. The first thing that Q-Tip wanted from the selection was a jelly crawler. I believe it. That's I a fact. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it was blurry after the fact, but, yeah. you know, I filled up a box. You I never got, forget the first donut. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, he might want Boston cream or whatever whatever he wanted. I lace him. And, um, <laughs> you know, he goes to pull out cash. I was like, I was like, nah, bro. I said, what do you mean? He's like, oh, how much? I was like, bro, your tip. I mean, you just did the Brooklyn Dodger beat, you know? Excursions. It's 
Right. It's, you know? The world is yours at that point. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, you rap or something like that. You rhyme. I was like, yeah. I wasn't, regardless, I wasn't about to be, I wasn't like one of those dudes, hey, check out my verse. And I'm just like in his face and spit on him. Right, I wasn't right. doing that. <laughs> I've never been that way anyway. If anything, I'm still not. I'd rather, I'd rather, sure. I'd rather you not know I rap for some, like, it's fine, but it's not, it's right. nothing I promote, which is, yeah, yeah. Which is bizarre for some people. But. Anyone who sees the Instagram knows. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been like that. So it's like, even with Q-tip, even with Q-tip in, in front of me, I didn't feel like I just did, not just maybe I wasn't confident enough to want really want to rap for him at that point mm-hmm. so he's like oh he's like worried he's like do you have a name i was like yeah i said kind of i said i'm in between he's like oh wh- what 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 is it i said gore-tex his face lit up he's like words he's like that's dope he's like that's dope so it was just like word in my mind i was like that 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 energy i was like i'm using it for the rest of my life till sure. I, yeah. I die you know? yeah. did you ever meet him later on i met him once later on like a, a lyricist lounge thing okay you know and i wasn't like it was. I, I wasn't gonna say, "Hey, dude, yo, do you remember me from the Dunkin' Donuts?" Yeah. You remember that jelly-filled? Yeah. Crow? How crow, was that? Which, <laughs> which would have sounded really weird. <laughs> nah, he was at a radio show. I, I don't remember which which show he was on. He might have been on a special appearance on. He might have been up with Barbito, I think, stretching Barbito, I think. And I called up, and I was like, "Yo, Dunkin' Donuts," like, like, and he remembered. He was like, "Oh, word, no doubt," you know. We didn't talk about it for an hour, but he acknowledged it. Like, like yeah, yeah, you know, for yeah, sure, he, for know, sure. He definitely acknowledged it. So, I mean, it's his fault. I basically stuck with the name until, you know, some rat pieces of trash ratted me out. You know, so it's God cool. Damn. So, so I, you know, so I get, I get the letter. Long story short, signed the contract. Um, I made them throw me bread, so I wasn't, you know, it got to the point where I wrote the letter, but I wasn't about to just say, hey. Goodbye to Gore-Tex, which is like my only booking name where I could ever get a show right. of any worth or anything. So it's like that's also stuff I had to explain in a letter. Like, you know, I got kids. It's like, you know, I can't get booked under, you know, I can't start a new name. Mm-hmm. And still, it's still regardless of whatever, it's still fucked my shit up anyway. So it's like for the letters, people, it's like, oh, you changed your name. It's like, hey, man, where have you been for eight years? Yeah. Do you, you think know? Do you think it would be easier like today? Because I know like social media wasn't popping back then like that, you know. Uh, to 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 have basically done like a different name because back then if you well nonfiction it, got fucked because like at at our biggest height the internet wasn't even really popping them like that nah it wasn't a cancer yet yeah you know <laughs> what I mean it was like it was a little thing it was like cool you know it wasn't like now where it's like you turn around and some kid is like you know certified they have three million fans and it's yeah. like yo <laughs> am I really fucking old or is this who the fuck is this kid like you know you ever hear Post Malone who's doing a song with Ozzy <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That smelly piece of trash, <laughs> fuckhead. I heard he does have. No, you said Jeff met him, right? He was in a. He band. came backstage to a black, uh, yeah, a black label show. Okay, once. and like he had like a dime bag tattoo or some shit, didn't he? I don't remember that. He's a rock freak. Anyway, he was yeah. in. A, he I know was he a, had some like velour shoes on or some shit. Okay, <laughs> but his, his fashion is is hideous. I mean, it's really <laughs> repulsive. He looks like you know a Hasidic that hasn't bathed in like six months. You know. <laughs> Honestly, it's not really not too far off. And listen, that's a good gimmick for him. Yeah, um, it's working. And now he loves metal. The thing was, he was yeah. see with a lot of artists, they don't have balls. They're scared to throw that out in the forefront. They're scared that they like metal. They won't talk about it. Right. Then it's like when they have when they have 
somewhat he sells a few records in the black community then they throw out stuff oh yeah ozzy oh yeah metal oh yeah pantera now the guy mm-hmm. now post malone i know he has 20 dime tattoos he's up in every metal picture and every backstage picture right a uh, band gate creeper some like brutal death metal band. no like, he's in the picture with gate creeper he's hanging out yeah yeah i mean really yeah it's like he's That's like fucking hilarious it's like wow it's like it's now it's like now you now you're going to show who you are you know, you're a hick fucking metalhead. Cool, right. man. You couldn't be that before. You're wearing fucking leather gator yeah. shoes. There was no inkling in your music that you would into this Yo, shit. Yo, gate creeper, no, gate creeper's no joke. They're fucking great. No, listen, that's cool. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's an ex, it's an exploitational picture. Like, any picture, like, he's in it. Right. You know, to me, it's just funny. I mean, but the thing is, he likes the music. The guy was like, there's a picture of him with, like, uh, Billy from Biohazard. You know, the guy gets around. Cool, man. Be a fan. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's just something. It's like it's like I don't I don't understand. I don't really get. Don't you think it's like a it. playlist generation now? Like uh, of course it is. So it's like you know like remember was it like when when Ron was talking about it like when we were doing the Maiden thing where he's just like these guys just don't they like one of everything you, they don't know what it's like to start off with one album and go yeah, like right. well, down, you could download somebody's catalog and you start from their last album you're like man I don't like that album blah 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 meanwhile it's their first heralded classic album and it's like yeah it sucks and it's like you're getting every it's it's there's, it's no way it's to really whack. it's no way to get into bands it's no way to get into music it's no way to get into artists it's, everything is it's a complete simulation now mm-hmm. in every aspect but I think you know with, with someone like like him like I guess just that generation um you see like the newer guys like the Travis Scotts or whoever that's out there like these guys all really genuinely seem to have been influenced by everything and that's how they carry themselves mm-hmm. you know like they're everything like, is freer now I mean you know it's like there's a certain freedom that like some like I may not like their music. I'm not going to endorse it to say it. Anyone should ever listen to it. But it's like these guys have a confirmation. You know, like back in the 80s and 90s, even late 90s. Like if you were a black artist and you were performing hip hop or urban music for people, you still had to really kind of like go out there and just kind of like work harder. You didn't know. You didn't have. You know, like that. Um, you didn't know if it was going to definitely work out. You still had to. You know, it's a new generation, of course. But these guys have like this, um, you know, I can't say if it's good or bad. It's just like this energy yeah. that like everything's coming to them because it's already been set up. Everything is already set up for this guy and that guy. There's nobody paying dues anymore. You know, Travis Scott's third cousin is already signed. And it's like <laughs> there's nothing It's a, there's nothing grassroots about music anymore whatsoever. I mean, for every you know guns and roses like there was like a bang tango getting signed because like that's where people sure. were, were there was going. 10 there was 10 fake yeah. guns and roses and then there was three fake bang tangos under that yeah and stuff like banshee and groups like that hurricane going on forever and like <laughs> hurricane had like yo, robert sh- cavazzo like the other <laughs> yo, quiet sh- riot brother like <laughs> shout out to the sleazebees while we're at it <laughs> You know? Alice in Chains too. They spawned a million. Oh, they signs. Alice in Chains. Sully is one. Yeah, yeah perfect. They well, were the I mean, biggest. That's that's a whole other. I mean, that's a whole. That's a whole other hate. That's kind the- <laughs> I think you know. But that's that's one certain things like people just br- like they they generate. You know, I don't know. I guess it's just people. I don't know. They, they it used they, to be cool to be original, and then even in nineties when certain singers were like, hey, that's. That does sound like Alice in Chains. Hmm, that's a little disrespectful. Who is that? Oh, it's a band called Godsmack. Oh, wow. Where did they get that name <laughs> that from? That name from, yeah. And then Sully's like, well, the guitarist got it because he popped his pimple. And 
It just we thought it made a sound. God, like what the fuck are you talking about? Wow. Dude? Like really, you're lying. I swear really? on everything. Really? I su- absolutely. <laughs> well, I never heard absolutely. that story. Wow, oh, yeah. that's reaching. And it was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like reaching, dude. It's like, yo, just say what it is. I mean, there used to be a cover band. There used to be oh an yeah, 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 cover band. So under God that name. Smack was yeah. there exactly. So you know, you- I'm not. You know, if it's a, if it's a band like Godsmack, I mean, I'm not mad at their success because only because number one Sully. Regardless of whatever, he was playing in like ninety ninety one with yeah. signed bands. He was in Malaya Rage, you know. A lot of people know about them. They weren't necessarily a good band, right? But, I remember you know, that name. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. They, but you know, he played with them, and you know, those were all metal guys. And all those, the whole, everybody from nineties bands were all eighties metal guys. Usually, whether they want to tell you about it or hide it or not, right, you right. find out. And you're like, oh, that scumbag was in. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that guy from Orgy was in Rough Cut. Oh no, that's funny. That I knew. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Orgy. That's a good one. That's a that's a throwback right there. Um, what was it like, like when you guys were coming up, like with nonfiction? Because you you did have to like cater somewhat to like or or, like did you ever run across like A and R's? Like were you like you know dropping like let's say the the four W demo? We, We we went through every possible configuration of the industry you could yeah. think of from you know fucking tap dancing for A&Rs and then trying to get record deals and then finally getting a record deal you know through you know MC Search getting us a record deal which to his credit you know I mean we worked with him and he turned around and said okay he's like well you know if you guys are so horny to, to fuck with Geffen he's like let me see he's like give me give me two weeks Yeah. even though we already, we already signed a pre-production deal with him anyway but we were like okay do your thing he came back with a deal. So, like, yeah. even though it was a pre-production deal, it was still a deal with Geffen. With Geffen and but Geffen back then. It was still a monster. Monster. But it was still, but it was on, it was on its way. The whole industry was, of course, you know, you know, I break my ass for years. And, of course, the second I get in, <laughs> oh, this is merging. MCA is merging with Geffen. Yeah, I, of course, that's my luck. You know, yeah. absolutely it would happen that way. So, we got signed to Geffen by the, the woman who signed Grim Reaper. In 1985, which also who just played Smithtown like last week, I was there. <laughs> oh, were you? I did go there. I didn't know that. I did go there. Somebody dragged me there at the last minute. They were like, "Hey, Steve Grimmitz. Yeah, you know, and this guy I know calls him Grimmitz. This guy, Craig, <laughs> random, but you know, he's like, he's like Grimmitz is playing. I was like, bro, what do you mean? That's pretty brutal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if Grimmitz is around, I might be down to check that out. I might bring a cassette, maybe have him sign the For cassette. Sure. You yeah, know, keep it. Real Would you bring him sure. Rocky to Hell or? I brought him. I brought him. Um, brought him the first gimmick. Okay, and he signed it. He was super cool. He seems super cool. He's super cool. I mean, he lost the leg too. He lost right? the leg. He lost the leg, and uh, you know, I, I I forgot about that. You know, so people show me pictures of him wearing like you know like Irish capes and like weird stuff around his legs. I was like, at first it annoyed me. Then I forgot he lost his leg. So. <laughs> The bottom line is, yeah, the bottom line is the guy's voice is never, it's never been stronger. Really? Exactly. I heard some, some of the high clips. notes, man. Yeah. Oh, no, he really? hits, you know, he hits everything. Yeah. With the, yeah. The thing is, first he came on, he had this like headphone gimmick, like Bobby Brown. Ah. You know, and it, uh, he was trying to, yeah, <laughs> the he was trying to. The, the blonde thing. one or the black he, one? <laughs> yeah, he had the gimmick, he was, he was singing into it, and then, you know, it was like, it was like shorting out. So like, after the first, you know, few tries, you know. He was singing into air. The, the gimmick wasn't working or the headset wasn't working. So someone was like, hey, man, you know, 
get rid of the fucking headset gimmick. There's no reason. You know? the, is it because so he can wheel himself or something? I don't shit? know if he can wheel himself. I mean, it's probably he so him? he could wheel himself a little bit, even though he had somebody to help him. But okay. maybe on stage, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, he was still able to right. rock out, but, you know. So he took the headphone uh, gimmick off, and, and once he had the mic, it was much better. He was able to really kick it the way he was supposed right. to kick it. But, but you know, I would, you know, I would suggest anybody to check it out if they're looking to hear old those old old school old songs. songs. Yeah, wow. I heard some of the clips, and and it's amazing. Like you know, you see a guy like that, or even like uh, Jeff from um, Possessed, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they're guys that are still out there doing it, and like I don't know what part is like because they have to do it financially, or they want to do it just for the music. Is it super hard? I'm glad Jeff came back because I mean Possesses. Beloved, you know. You but, like uh, the new record too. I love the new record. New record's great. It's fucking great. And he said his voice sounds just like it used to, man. Definitely didn't lose a step, you know. Yeah. For me, it's just but, a uh, bummer of what happened to him, but you know, because it shouldn't have happened to him. You know, just not. He got cool. like stuck up, right? Yeah, something. he got he got stuck up. You know, for for fucking thirty eight bucks. You know, yeah. which I, which which the thing is he and. He kept it real. I mean, you know, he, you know, they were like, give me, he didn't, he's like, I'm not giving you my money. He didn't think he was getting shot. Yeah. But, I didn't know that. You know, he wasn't trying to give up his bread. And, you know, then somebody fucking shot him. It's like over nothing. Mm-hmm. Like for, over absolutely. What year would that have been? Absolutely that nothing. nothing. That was. Uh, like a long time ago? It was 80. What, 88 was the last no, no, no. possessed EP, right? It happened in 90. It happened at wow. the same time where Mike Toreo tried to. Get possessed going back again, and they got this guy Bob Yost or something, Yost or something. Yeah, so it's like that happened, and it just like I remember that moment in time. I was like, I thought it was pretty weird, you know. Yeah, that uh, that that happened. So it shouldn't happen, you know. There's a lot, a lot of people it should happen to. Not 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 Jeff, you know. We, Jeff we, is. We, yeah, we were gonna bring up how how Prima should have let like fucking Jeff come out on that last Slayer tour and do some possessed songs. That'd be like, so great. Why not? Right. That'd be so funny. Larry Lalonde seems a little. Uh, Listen, Larry. Larry has Larry yet. has some self hatred issues yeah. that should be, you know. I have my beef with him, so if, if Larry, if you're listening, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big listener, so let him know. If That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, know, you want to get something off your chest, you know? <laughs> yeah, you we know. know this is his he's pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, like listen, Larry, Blind Illusion was fantastic, yeah. and uh, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> what do you promise? What do you think of that last Slayer lineup? Um, it's Slayer and Primus, Primus, uh, Ministry. Ministry, and Phil and the Illegals doing a Pantera set. I think it's interesting. I mean, I saw something about uh, I saw the illegals doing Pantera stuff. I thought it was powerful in parts. Yeah, you know, I think some of it just you know the drumming. You can't really do what Vinny did on the songs, so some of it's awkward. Even if he that guy is a pretty decent drummer, it's good. You know, uh, it'd be cool if more more extreme bands are included. Mm-hmm. Not they- that Slayer has any choice. Slayer is. I mean, you know, they're run by management, like with an iron fist of, some would say abusive, <laughs> put it that way. Slayer gets shitted on by management, which is why they're breaking up. One of the reasons why, because of that kind of. It's not Tom's neck. It's, it's, Tom is not as horny to, to perform because of his neck, of yeah. course, because he can't, and it's true. So he has to stand there like a putz. Right. <laughs> Who wants to do that? Right. The point is management and Nazis, and they've had the worst relationship with management, and they signed the contracts with them, and it's out of misery contracts. 
where management makes more than Slayer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it should wow. be it should be the opposite. It, we can do a two hour okay, thing yeah. on Slayer. But the point is that's a reason why, a big reason why they're breaking up because is Tom it? would rather kill the group than let these guys who don't give a shit about them keep making millions and millions Jeez. and millions Exclusive. of dollars. There's a good clip on YouTube I gotta share it later with the Lombardo behind a kid at some fucking uh like Nam thing or something like that, you know what I mean? Breaking it down fully why he was going oh, and that's ma- right. about the management, well, of very precise. What he was getting and, paid? Well, there was a, he yeah. said he was got, he, he said he got paid fifty thousand dollars a year after touring. That's 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 probably a fact, and you'd have to believe him because he wasn't getting paid per show. He probably signed a shitty contract, and mm-hmm. if he was, it was probably three hundred dollars a show, which is which is ridiculous. Now the joke is, you think, oh Lombardo, oh poor guy, he, you know he got paid. How much you think Tom got paid compared to if 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 Dave is complaining he made 50 a year, what do you think? Tom is making 4 million a year? Not mm-hmm. happening. If Tom made a million, he it's it would be a shocker. Yeah. It's a shocker. Put it that way. Dave Dave's been crying about that since the beginning of the band. That's why people didn't want to fuck with him after a while, even though he's the only rhythm choice factor of Slayer because every they sound terrible without him. The point is Dave's always known that. He's he's you know, so he would just not throw his weight around, but right. he would keep it real like, "Hey, why are we getting pimped by these guys for years with such a bum fucking deal? Mm-hmm. So when that happened, like he went public with something, you know, saying that. And Dave was like, well, I, am, I had Tom on my side for a hot minute because I explained to Tom how terrible his situation is and doesn't even understand that because he, these guys are like brainwashed by so, management. So it went back and forth. Back. And then, you know. Kerry is, you know, Kerry's the most quiet out of all that with against management because he has the best deal and he probably for whatever reason. Interesting. And, you know, it, so it, it's, you're saying mm-hmm. Boss Staff makes fifty dollars a show? Is that what you? <laughs> I wouldn't say fifty, but I mean both. He staff, pays them. You know, he pays Slayer. He pays Slayer. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. paid to play. Yeah, you know? you're, <laughs> you're saying he's doing laundry in order to play drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got him washing boxers. It's it's a it's a you know. But I'm just saying what I heard is those aren't those aren't good guys, you know? Mm. Those well, aren't nice guys. No, not Slayer themselves. Slayer's management, management. not yeah. nice nice guys. Well feared feared in the industry in a sense, a little mm-hmm. bit. Because you don't hear you don't hear people talking shit about them. You'll probably get fucked up. Fact is they're not nice dudes. So if they treat Slayer like shit, you know, you gotta you gotta you know, it's, and that's going on for years. That's not really anything new. You know, no idea. Been, yeah, I mean, exclusive. exclusive this this right YouTube's going to go through the roof. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Slayer's uh, Rick Sales is going to call you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that douchebag yeah. Vortex talking shit about us? Was name Goat Lord? Yeah, Was Goat it? Lord, this fucking <laughs> asshole. But yeah, so going back to you, um, for anyone that doesn't know, like you can go listen to if I roll the world episode. We we covered all like the history with with Gore, aka Lord Goat. Um, a lot of cool stuff on there. You, he was one of the people, and I'm pretty sure I told you on the show where, um, as the internet went on, I'm like, where the fuck? I was such a huge nonfiction fan, like yeah. huge. So I'm like, where the fuck did Gore-Tex go? And like him, like I told you, I would like Google Gore-Tex and fucking the high and mighty. I'm like, where the fuck did these guys all go and disappear to? Um, but years later, man, you, you, you know, you kept it some, somewhat busy and now, you're back like you you had so many great features on that heavy metal kings record the second yeah. one um and i feel like everything is up on an upswing you you got a record coming out with uh stew bangers 
Absolutely. So, <clears throat> like, how did how did everything? How did we reach that point? Like, you and Bill just kind of started talking again. I mean, it's more in depth than that. It probably couldn't really be described. Sure. Like how in depth now? But pretty much. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of shit to go through just to kind of like weed out the garbage and like weed out. You know what's important and what's not important and what's real and what's not real. So once that was kind of figured out, you know, because it wasn't any real problem that you know it was just it's just kind of like you know the internet has a way of just like being a cancer on its own and like making something of that's really of no truth. Anything could be, you know, oh, it's, sure. a, it's a dangerous thing with everybody. I mean, because yeah. it's like you know. Like I read shit about everybody, so it's like everybody. The, the only thing is, it's like when you make records and like you're doing this and that, you know. Once your shit is public or it's it's like public business, it seems a lot worse. So it's like people and then people of course of course analyzing and listen. I was the same way, like you know, like with stuff and like you know, just like not mu- just like musical gossip. Oh, this band broke up, but this and that. It's not fun when it happens to you. When it's like you know, you're reading stuff on the internet that's like completely like really fucked up stuff. It's like you know. Yeah, sure, I smoke pot. I'm not a fucking drug addict. I've never done dope. And it's like, that's old news. But it's like, if I have to explain myself because somebody says that because, you know, the one of their favorite rappers says that and it's already believed as truth, you know, it's it sucks for everybody because it's like, you know. As far as like after that, I didn't really, it wasn't so much that I didn't want to make records. It was really, I wasn't inspired, you know. Okay. I was content to say, okay, well, you know, what I want to say right now, I'm good. Like, it's not, you know, I have to, I have to be like, uh, you did do the Gorillaheim record. Though. Yeah, I did that. I mean, I did Electric Lucifer that came out How in 13. Old? I did a few mixtapes and, uh, stuff for, like that. for, for, for Electric Lucifer, like there's a, a bunch of tracks on there. So was it like the duration of like a bunch of years? Well, a couple of those tracks definitely I had that I was sitting on. A lot of them I got in this, like, uh, like this spurt and just like kind of went nutty and just like recorded a bunch of stuff when I felt like it. So like it's like you know that's usually the best results you know. Um, the thing is that album got fucked up as usual. It's like always something like nothing. Could, it's it's never yeah. ever ever you know smooth. But you know, and I don't want to blame the guy who mixed it, even though he did fuck it up. Um, the mixing and the mastering, you know. Um, Shout out to him. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> N- nice guy, but you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, what I okayed is certainly not what happened. That's all, you know, because the first thing is, oh, well, you okayed it. Yes, what I okayed is not what came out. Yeah. And definitely multiple mistakes. Um, stuff I don't understand. It's, it's eerie. It's weird to me. I mean, it's like I would bring it up to, because it is valid. I don't know how it happened because I have like uh, original versions and mixes on my computer that, that sound ridiculous. So it only bothers me that people didn't hear it the way they were supposed to really hear it. It's right. like, Would you know, ever do like a re-release of it? I want to eventually remix it and re-release it. Yeah. Right now, a friend of mine, I mean, you can get it on vinyl. And for some reason, it sounds pretty good on vinyl. It's just not where I, you know, it's not where I want it exactly. But it's still good to have on vinyl. I mean, it's still like, it's yeah, for sure. it's listenable. I mean, some yeah. people love it. I'm just saying as a perfectionist, right. there's things on there that uh, is more on the mastering thing that didn't. It don't sound some, right. To sometimes me. you listen to shit like like I obviously still play music. One day I'll listen to something we did and I'll like it, and then the next day I'll hear the same song and I'm like, this is terrible. Do you ever get absolutely. like that? No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, the thing with this is, is like I'm saying, I like all the songs. Yeah, just some of them sound like shit. Okay, it's, not, it's just I don't know fucking why. 
but on the mastering tip, it's like some of it goes in and out, and like it's bizarre to me. So, you know, it's it's not the material I don't like. It's just I just wish it's just the way it was presented. Yeah, yeah. like vocals. You yeah. know, I had a song called FEMA. Um, mysteriously, the vocals seem to drop down two or three dBs. You know, I would never okay that. So, I don't know how that happened. Mm. You know, so possession. The mystery. The mystery. Um, you know, more mysteries for sure. Yeah, so. and the, but you you kind of came back to the fold with 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 the old crew. I would say Septagram, maybe, probably a little before that. But as far as like actually recording, as again, far as recording, yeah, yeah as yeah, far yeah, as you yeah. started doing the features, absolutely, which um had a lot of really cool stuff on there. Definitely, um, definitely. So yeah, so so you guys kind of like reconnected, and from there, like, did like the music just start? Because like um the, the the second Heavy Metal Kings record came like soon after maybe like two yeah. years yeah so you were doing like a lot of the features a lot of the names are awesome what i like what you and bill do it's like your fucking like their rhymes and the way that mm-hmm. your content is like flipping through a channel very fast in like yeah. 1985 uh, <laughs> you just going like and you, it's, it's so f- fun it's like just to and get those references, man. The fucking old metal bands and shit like that. It's so enjoyable for but me. But even like Golan and Globus, yeah. Um, fucking something like the Gemini Club, like Gemini Lounge. <laughs> like yeah. you're just like if yeah. you don't know who Roy DeMeo is and like all this stuff, like yeah. you just like you just yeah, think it's, fun. it's. I mean, that's what makes it fun for us. I mean, it's what makes it fun for me because you know what do you do? Call every song, you know. My Glock or, uh, you know, uh, raise it up or, you know, just, I mean, what do you, you know, so people do that, you know, right. We like to keep it fun. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of trash that we talk, you know, Galan and Globus is just legendary. Gemini Lounge, I lived, you know, literally a quarter mile from there. You know, I used to play, I used to play guitar with some kid who lived in the building. Wow. You know, him and his mom lived there and, um, yeah, it was really weird. You know, like he'd hit me up. He's like, hey man, you know, I have, I have a, I have a, I have a bass drum. I have a drum. No, he said I have a drum kit. You want to bring your guitar over and jam out? And I said, all right, cool. I was like ten. What kind of guitar like, you have back then? I probably had, I had a fake V. No. Okay. I had a fake white V or something. <laughs> no. Were you trying to pull out the no polka dots? Uh, <laughs> no, dude, I wish. I would have yeah. killed, killed for I would have yeah. killed for I mean, back then. Of you know? course, that was a shit. I so slept the gimmick over there. And, like The guy lived right next to the Gemini Lounge. The window, in most of those pictures, you see a Gemini Lounge. Yes. There's two bedroom windows facing that. There's, there's another two windows. That's where he lived. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people yeah. got dispatched over there, for sure. <laughs> so his bathroom was connected to that bathroom. Oh, like, almost. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So It's like, yo, this bathroom's backing up. I don't know why. <laughs> just chunks of shit. Chunks of people. Yeah. Chunks of people. <laughs> yo, speaking of guitars, like, what I remember is, and this is... <laughs> This is where I was coming from. I was definitely like telling Lang and I, I, I was kicking it more like Stuart from uh, Beavis and Butthead back then. <laughs> <laughs> I had the winger shirt. But yeah. yo, nothing but a good time video. CC DeVille, like all the edits, he was playing a different guitar. And there was one fucking uh, shot where he was playing like a huge skull guitar. 
It was like a gigantic thing. Oh my god, he had the remember. best. He had like so many guitars, and he was like the worst who, who guitar. Who made player. the guitar? Do you remember what it was? I'm just curious. No, no, I got. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it definitely because it, it's, it's all these edits. Like, so the video just played out, and, and I guess like, that's the video with the dishwasher in the beginning, right? Yes, the dishwasher okay. in the beginning. He's got to get out of this town. He's got to get out of this town. He's got to boss freaking town on. He just I wants mean, to I have a good front. time. I liked, I liked all those earlier videos. Yeah. You know, I want action and stuff. It just. I, just, I couldn't get into that. I'm, yo, I listen to a lot of hit. I ain't trying to be that guy. Like yeah. I never listen to that shit, yeah. but I just poison. I couldn't get. No, yeah. I, no well, well, here, well, here's the thing. I mean, I got sucked into it. Rat, some girl, crew, some girl Gina was that. obsessed with that. I like she had huge tits, so I would go over there and, and she would. I'm just said, saying, say no said. more, say no more. I get it. She would put on. She would listen to Poison. You know, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm not yeah. gonna say, hey, could you put on Sepultura Schizophrenia <laughs> so I could. Nah. Be a repellent to you. Now nah, you're gonna fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I totally so, get so it. So she made I mean she made me like it. And then yeah. I, was, I would sort of like kinda of like argue with myself. I'm like, well, it's not really it's not metal, but it's like a decent yeah. pop song. So yeah. I could I must have just it. not been getting any play that year. No. So it never came into contact with it with Slippery When Wet or Dude, uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, in, in, I don't in I my defense, any. I was more like eight or nine at that time. So, you know, you just listen to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you get older, but like you said, all jokes aside, they are like, it's a good pop song. When you break a lot of that stuff down and forget the clothes, forget the gimmicks, forget the Mm -hmm. labels, everything. A lot of that stuff is just good pop. Yeah. You know, you know, there's a good hook. There's like a good like energy or something, you know, I just didn't think a lot of it was worth listening to. It was just like, you know, at the same time, I wasn't 21 then, you know, like, well, let's say, you know, in 84, I wasn't, you know. I wasn't smoking weed, going to clubs. Like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you just weren't you weren't sexually active. You, no, you, know? you were. You felt like a nerd. You know, I felt like a nerd. So you're looking at these people, and like you know, these these bands were having real experiences for sure. So right. you know, we can say, oh, like those boots are terrible. Like, oh, listen to that. But you know, those guys are getting their asses eaten on tour buses, <laughs> models after not showering for two weeks, for real, or or you know, whatever. I mean, I mean it was just it was yeah. a free for all. So it's like. They're sure. experiencing that and like writing songs based on that afterwards. I mean, a lot of the bands afterwards made fools of themselves because they portrayed that they were really living the real gimmick. Like, like, like Keel. Like, you ever see that fucking <laughs> well, like? Well, listen, Keel had it like an eight month run. Where yeah, I believe that. But like, there was a, a, a VH1 had <laughs> that's fucking, the video with the kid with the boombox and that guy slaps out of but, his hand. Right? So VH1 had had this thing like um, yes, where that's it. It was like, um, where are they now with like old school metal dudes? <laughs> and and it showed the fucking uh, country. It showed the the guy from Kicks like painting billboards, and right. it had like the sad music and all this other shit. And then it had Keel sitting on the back of a pickup truck. Oh my god! Because he went country, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I had to trade in the yachts, the mansions, and all this. And I'm like, for the whole, this whole pickup yeah. truck and this here <laughs> six string. Yo, I'm he pretty sure he had like in. a hound dog in the back somewhere. <laughs> but I'm saying like <laughs> he didn't trade in anything. <laughs> yeah. You lost you it. Lost you lost it. Right? No, yeah, that's you looking at like. All right, fuck. This is up now. What do I do? Like, maybe I'll do Christian rock because that's like a built-in audience. Or I'll do, you know, they have this thing, and I just got to get a flag or something. The thing about Keel is Keel, even when he was even at the height of his fame, he wouldn't even have. He did talk about Nashville, like so. I think I think he did have a slight interest in that when he was doing the gimmick because he was hanging out with Gene Simmons and he was getting really amped and like they did Mm -hmm. go gold. They mm-hmm. were in magazines, so he, you know, he was excited for the time being. His mistake was not continuing 
to make records because if he just kept making a few more records, like his his name wasn't mud or tarnished in the industry, right? So he could have came back and made more records, even that were more. That were and back heavier. then, gold yeah. like if you went gold, you sure. were, you were eaten. If you went gold, you would get labels. You would get calls back from your label. Yeah, you know, like they would treat you like a half a person. You would get tour. You would get a tour bus. <laughs> yeah, get tour tour yeah. money. You get tour. You get a tour bus. If you didn't go gold back then. And you weren't like reaching it, you know. You weren't like you know. That was it. Like you, you yeah. that was the the bare minimum. Like I remember because I would read Billboard magazine and and read enough Hit Parader magazine mm-hmm. to know that if uh, at the very least, if you didn't go gold, like people just weren't fucking with you. That's mm-hmm. it. Like gold and platinum, like that one platinum Not there. Everyone was just like, yeah. okay, right. Once all those bands back then, they would. It, it seemed like there was just so much fucking money. Oh, they were printing money, man. They were printing money. Yeah. They were printing records because it, there was so many bands was that were signed after like a band got huge and sold twenty million records like Guns N' Roses. So and Geffen had all this extra money to play with. They signed thirty bands. That nobody knows of. Every major had at least ten bands at yeah. that point, which is pretty scary if you actually think about it, how many hair bands or lack of a you know were actually actually were active. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at like um later copies of Hit Parader. Yeah, you, you know, and stuff like that. There's people you wouldn't recognize that have full page ads, and I'm, I'm like, who the fuck sure. are these guys out there where, on? Eight? Where did RCA? They were just throwing shit at the wall. They were just throwing shit point. at the like, that band. Tough. Let's see what the next tough. one that and hits. You know? If 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 you know Banshee, if you had long hair, you were getting a deal at yeah. that point. It didn't really matter. Like you know, they usually have like you know like three hideous Pretty dudes, boy Floyd. three hideous dudes, <laughs> and like one like you know one guy that was marketable, like two creeps. <laughs> And two marketable guys in every band. It did, that was that was part of the deal. Right back then, A and R's back then would walk into a studio, and let's say the band was like going off and kicking ass. Yeah. They didn't like the drummer or the bass player. They're telling this guy, "Yo, you guys, you guys got the gimmick, but you know you gotta lose those two guys or lose that guy." Yeah, you right. know that that guy's not. It's not happening. One, two, three. It's over. Like that's how they, that's how they would. And it was based on image. All that was based on image. Which did they try to do that to like you guys like when you first started? No, because it wasn't like we could ever we wouldn't look good in spandex pants anyway. No, but I'm <laughs> saying like just in general. No, they- because the lady who signed us was probably on <laughs> medication. She signed Grim Reaper in eighty five, which was cool. She signed us based on she signed Grim Reaper in nonfiction. Wendy wow. Go- Wendy Goldstein. Yeah. Who I know she's listening, so you know yeah. just, <laughs> I bet yeah, she's, she's listening. Yeah. Um, she was in a taxi. Well, the first time I met her, we all met her. We met her in her office, and um, you know, nice lady. She kind of you know, small you know, short lady, nice woman. But um, we noticed like her hair was like you know half kind of like hanging over her eye, and when she moved it back, she had a big hole in her head. She had like a, like a two with like a big gash, almost like you, you could stick part of your hand. Odd, you know. Okay, you know, maybe she was self conscious about it. Cool. So we're at the meeting, and she's like, you know happy that i'm really happy you guys are you know on geffen and you know this is really cool and like you know we're just like you know we're young you know we're young and we're just like coming in our pants you know i'm thinking you know i'm thinking grim reaper i'm not thinking like cameron and like you know i'm like grim reaper yeah grim it's she's like yeah i mean she's like listen i know you you guys might be looking at my head you know i was just like you know like yeah she's like it's okay if you look if you're looking at my head she says it again. I'm just like, yo, like in my mind, I'm like, yo, man, why are you 
are you doing? <laughs> why this? you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, why you doing? She's like, if you're looking at my head, she's like, I was in a taxi accident, you know, years ago. She's like, I was doing a lot of coke, and um, I got in, and this taxi was flying up Seventh Avenue, and like he flipped out and hit something, and we smashed into a pole, and like my head smashed into the partition, oh, and oh like a chunk God. of the partition got stuck in her head. You know, she survived, obviously, but I mean, it was like a really fucked up accident. It's yeah. like she's, you know, she's telling us, and I'm just like, wow, like, damn, that's like, uh, no doubt. I really know what to say. You, I was you, like, you were like, what does this have to do with Grim Reaper? Right. What does this have to do with Killer Priest? And like, you know, like, I don't see anything. Yeah. So she, was, long story short, she was horny on a roll trying to sign groups and stuff. And, you know, something was like popping in the underground, and there was a good word. Mm-hmm. And those good words about us then, you know, she asked Killer Priest. She's like, yo, these guys, like, you know, Killer Priest is like, yo, they're dope, they're dope. People at the time, they were like, yo. Oh, yeah, heavy, they were giving heavy us, mental, they right? Were giving us, yeah, they were giving us the green light. Another thing about Priest is there's another whole other record he did that nobody knows about. That Priest did a first record before Heavy Mental. Oh, really? Yeah, like I saw him up there. Like this is, you know, when you know Geffen existed. So I would go up there and I, I saw a Priest. And um, you know, he's like, I got, like, I got this album. You know, there was like an office, you know, like a, you know, nice office. You know, go in there and smoke weed, whatever. You know, he's like, all right, let's let's hear it in the office. It was like this hi-fi, like you know, five thousand dollar hi-fi system in there, like dope, like a dope, dope setup. You know, mm-hmm. so he plays, he throws a dad in there, like a dad machine. He throws a dad in. It was like the most brutal shit I've ever heard. It was like number one, it was better than heavy mental. Like it was better than what you heard. And it's like the first song. I don't know what it was because it was just a blur to me. It was like a fucking mosh pit, dude. It was horrendous. Like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, you know, my like my mouth on the floor. I'm like, yo, dude, you know. I'm just like thrashing my head. And he's just like standing there. He's like nodding. And it's like, I was like, the song was over. I'm like, yo, this is like. This is shit. This is beyond, you know. Yeah. And he was excited. You know, he played me a few other songs. Okay. You know, we bullshitted him in. That was it. What was his affiliate? Like, he was like an outside more member of like Woo. Like, do you, do you remember what Chris his Chris has always been around. Um, I don't know exactly. You he know, I couldn't like say he's somebody's cousin. Son, uh, he's the Sons of Man. Sons of Man. Sons of Man. Yeah, he's been around for a minute. So I see him again maybe a couple months later. And, like, you know, he's looking, like, somber. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what's good? He's like, oh, you know, that this uh, that thing I played you was like, yo, it's not it's not coming out. It's not, I was like, why not? Why wouldn't that come out? And he's like, yo, they're just bugging. He's like, they're not, they're not feeling it like that. They're saying there's really nothing, you know. I'm like, yeah, but you're not a radio artist. Like, they're not. Right. What single? What single are you gonna possibly do? That's gonna blow. Like, what are they thinking? He's like, yo, they're bugging. He's like, but he's like, I'm. I gotta do something now. He's like, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm knock. I'm gonna knock something out. I'm like, so you can't use any of what you played me. You're not uh, using that. He's like, I don't know. Not most of it. And long story short, everything, everything that everything that came out on Heavy Mental, I've never heard that before. Uh, it wasn't on what he played what me. You, put it that yeah. way. I feel like that album might have gone gold. I feel like it might have. It might have, but you know something? I think at that point in time, Geffen, their their setup, I don't think they had it, everything in order to set the album up to go gold. To go gold. Mm. You know, like, again, Wendy Goldstein is A&Ring the project. Right there, it's not, you're not dealing with a full, you know, not to say a full deck. It got weird with her. You know, do you think it's just like it's just not her forte? And at that point, like people in the in the music industry, because I always hear stories, like it's just it's more. I guess they're looking at it more of like uh, you know, like a business, like a return. It, it's all a business. Yeah, no, no, that's sure. all it is. It's that's all it, it's all it is is a business. There's nothing. 
really about it. It's it's not, you know, you might find people here and there in the industry, more in the eighties and the nineties, the last of people who cared about music as far as being an A and R's building an artist, signing yeah, them and just maybe thinking down the, the line yeah. they're gonna develop. Or even just hearing and, like yeah. by the time you get to Geffen, I'm sure like, you know, four W's legacy and all that stuff was out. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's so- other stuff that was out too. I'm just saying she she gave us the deal because yeah, she might have liked MC Search and she liked what we heard and okay, she asked yeah. You know, whoever was else on the label, she'd ask them, and everybody thought we were cool. Whatever, he gave the green light. Once, once she signed us, she didn't know what the fuck to ask us for. You know, so we were just like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna do our thing, and we're just gonna give you. We're just like we didn't need her input, any A and R input of what we need. We're just gonna do what we do because mm-hmm. that's why we got the deal, right? Cool. So we did that, and you know, we gave her three or four songs, and she wasn't horny about them. She wasn't really. She wasn't. Do you remember what they were? I don't. I really don't. Um, she wasn't horny about them. She came back and she was like, "Well, she's like these guys are these these songs are pretty good, guys." But I'm kind of thinking maybe something more hooky, you know? Like, and I'm you know, it's like I'm listening and it's like I was okay, and then like you know, the right turn just kind of like made me nauseous at, mm-hmm. at that moment. She's like, "We're looking for something." Not we're looking, but she was like, "I was thinking something would be really good with you guys, like with big hooks," and then you know doing like really short verses sort of like you know like puffy does where he does and i'm like i just signed a four hundred thousand dollar contract with this company for eight albums eight Eight, it was eight albums seven seven albums seven albums i'm sorry it was a seven album deal and the way it worked is if search didn't fucking destroy everything which is you know it's not old news it's in the press it's about i'm telling his face it's not, not a big deal but if he didn't fuck that up and things didn't go south or, you know, we were picked up by MCA, you know, every year we get a huge advance. That's how it works. It's, you know, people don't know that. So we got 450 for the first year for the album. But if the album won gold, we'd get 650 for the next thing. If it went platinum, we'd get incentive uh, clause. We'd get 750. And back then, if if it pushed right, like that was still around the time where you could have. Well, yeah, because, I mean, again, Warner Brothers were also interested in us. And, you know, Interesting how some of our material wound up on the Lincoln Park album, you know. So that's always mm-hmm. that's always going to be of interest to me, you know. But uh, yeah. So there was there was at one point there was thoughts of a crossover appeal because you know not that we were going to do ten songs with Deftones and do a new metal thing because I thought anything we did sounded brutal lyrically. What we did, it didn't. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It you didn't did. sound whatever new metal stuff that was out. Like right. we, we, you know. If we did it, it kind of we did it our own way, you know. Yeah. Can't rap over more, but dangerous. It has to be something rhythmic that, you know. So guys that do that who do it well, I don't have a problem doing that. Yeah. Like you know, because I I still respect, you know, dude from Deftones anyway as a musician anyway. So I never and, and it was cool. Like I'm a fan, so it's not the fuck all the other stuff. Like I'm a fan yeah. of you know. So to me that was you know. And I like I, I like me, the separation. Of, I like, like the separation. Because you guys are metal as fuck without having the all the. uh you know the necessarily chunky guitar, or like the the things that you have to insert the metal in, or something. You know what I mean? The lyrics are there, the tone, the 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 fucking the heaviness. I, I of am it. a bastard when it comes to that. I'm sorry for anyone who disagrees with me, but I just I don't like like I even when I see a when I see a group that starts playing with instruments. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just want to see a fucking DJ. I want to see a fucking DJ. I want to see mics. If you're, unless you're the Roots, if you're the Roots, that's how you started. The Roots. I mean, dude, I'm extreme. I'm extreme. I'll go, I'll go more extreme and say, 
Portis said, I don't want to hear cuts. I don't want to hear that. Really? Yeah. You don't want to hear cuts on Portis? I don't want to hear cuts. <laughs> but that's how Dummy was. I love Dummy. I just wish, I just wish the cuts are okay. It's not, yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be there. I love the singing. I love the sampling. Right. I love his the tracks. The guitar playing too. I, yes. Adrian. Mm-hmm. Great. I don't want to know there's a live DJ around. I don't want to know there's some trip hop vibe going on. <laughs> In my mind, it's 72. Don't Shout out ru- to Andy Smith. Don't ruin, don't ruin it with cuts, man. Don't modernize it for me. Don't, don't do that. All right. Damn. You just, I'm sorry. That's I just, just threw it's me. Not it's, a, the it's same. not a popular opinion. No. But, you know. it's, just, it's the same logic, though. Same you know logic, what I mean? Same logic. Yeah. Listen, I don't it's wanna, like some people don't, don't like the chocolate and the peanut either. butter. I don't you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear rap and metal mixed either. I, I'm not saying I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of most of that shit either. But yeah, I did like the CIA, the nonfiction remix. For some reason, it worked. That was cool. I don't know why. I don't. Why did it work? I have no idea. The riff was chunky. The way Steph Carpenter, the way he, he interpreted, it was pretty heavy. I thought the lyrics were brutal. Yeah. The tempo, it wasn't like a doofy corn limp biscuit jump up and down. It wasn't that. It was just like almost a Sabbath riff played with a couple of chugs. It wasn't really. Mm-hmm. It wasn't over. It wasn't super new metal to me. Yeah. It wasn't. No, there's a way to do e- it. Even when you do something like that live, I would imagine because I've never rapped over a guitar. It's just probably harder. You have to like project more. It just doesn't really come across as well, you know. Yeah, I don't. Did you like uh, like like Prophets of Rage or any like? Could you uh, get into that? Do you want me to edit all this out? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, do I like it? I saw them play live at Riot Fest in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, you know, I love Public Enemy like any normal yeah. human being on the planet. I love Cypress Hill. Right. I loved Rage. Um, together, I I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, sometimes you know, same thing. I liked Rage Against Machine. I like Soundgarden. I didn't like Audio Slave. Yeah, I, don't know. I just it, it yo, just don't judge. Let me tell you this for me. Yo, they were huge. So we went to to Riot Fest, and it was right before Jawbreaker was going to do their reunion. That's what we were all pumped for. Prophets played on the other side, and when Prophets played, I could have sworn half of Chicago was watching them play. Yeah, and I saw like the power that all those people still command because they're sure. they're they're like stadium groups and then Icons. once once they were done playing i feel like a lot of people left um and then we watched jawbreaker but yeah it's just uh you know it's not my thing whatsoever but zach is a hardcore dude zach fucking you know was was uh in sure. inside out and mm-hmm. and his his flow is is brutal so he projects more and, and it just it works more for that but uh you know long answer no i'm not really into yeah <laughs> i don't think he's i don't think he's happy right now zach about that you know i can't i don't i don't think he's too happy about that why doesn't he go to work though i don't know he just pops up on a run the jewels usually, track every usually, now and then usually right? certain musicians only kind of get out of the house once the bank account they get a little they get a little nervous you know then yeah. they start making appearances you know well, he did. He did that one EP with uh, somebody that I included on my my dream team, my 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 uh, five guys, with John Theodore, who plays drums for Queens of the Stone Age. It was one day as a lion, and then I never sh- heard that. Oh yeah, it's a four song shit. It's like he's rapping over just like drums. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. I think there's like a keyboard, um, but yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Then he popped up on Run the Jewels. He was supposed to be doing a full album with um with LP. I heard. Yeah, I know. I know uh, that could still happen. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if next year there's an album, you know, with him, this guy in LP. Why yeah. not? I mean, sure. I mean, he'll do a DJ Muggs verse album. <laughs> I mean, these guys are taking. I mean, you know, LP is taking pictures of Bruce Springsteen. No. Yeah. 
sure. For sure. How about yo? Uh, anything you want to bring up about Tommy Lee's uh, Instagram page? <laughs> Uh, Since we're on Instagram, it's fucking nonsense. I love it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't. I've seen him on Twitter, but I'm, I imagine the same fuckery. It's like, but it's, it's like you know, it's. I don't know. It's. I don't know why I hate this guy's wife. It's not right. It's. Uh, the, it's misguided hate, dude. I, I get you, man. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if because she started off like she's she used to be, all over. She that was shit. like an Instagram like star. She was. That's how like she got any kind of fame. Right. She could be a sweetheart. I don't know, but it's like they get married and like this guy's not running his page. You could tell, like, she's making him post all this lovey-dovey bullshit. Yeah. And the look on his face, if you're a guy, you just like, please kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm dying, but I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, baby. Like, uh, you know, just to keep, like, some kind of, like... Yeah, she's got, know. like, a podcast. She has I a seen podcast. on YouTube. She? And really? he was, like, a guest. Yeah, He's a, yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's cringy, man. It's, it's pretty fucking, cringy. It hurts. Like, she's talking about, like, blowing him or blowing people. and like It's oh, on dude. YouTube. I'll send you the link. Oh, you it's, kidding uh, me? It's atrocious. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's horrific. You know what it is? It's like it's just I, I, she could be a sweetheart. I mean, like I have, I have no for the sake of this. I have episode, no basis she's not. for the hatred of her. <laughs> yeah. There's no basis. I like to it's think like, she isn't. I'd like to think she isn't for this episode. <laughs> it's just, dude. It's just, re- it's just really fucking annoying. Like, yeah. she's making this guy put up like videos and like he'll just like stupid stuff and like he'll make these like posts. He's like, yeah. He's like, all you people make with what with your stories. All you losers putting up stories on Instagram. Nobody cares. That's like his post. It's like, and it'll, it'll get thirty five thousand likes, and yeah. it's like thirty five. You're really liking that? What's he really saying? Like that anyone? You're a fucking loser if you're posting stories. Like, well, your stories are too long. I don't want to look at your stories. Oh, it's like, oh, perfect. Let me double tap that you one. Know. It's a it's a vulgar display of pussy whip. Right but there. you know what, like Tommy Lee, you know, his his penis has lived a great life. I feel like I told you, I read his book, and his penis gets to talk. He, oh, that he his, actually his, did read his fucking book, Tommy Land. Like he'll he'll write, it, part, yeah, 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 and then the that. dick talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was it's right off the jump. I, I was like, I can't believe I just I got into reading this. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, am yeah, I doing yeah. to myself? You know. I mean, listen, he made you know, that's his that's his gimmick. Great, you know, like great. I mean. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, he he definitely he definitely went for it. I mean, the guy in the '80s was dating, you know, Heather Locklear, and like the guy was dating actresses and like running around. And right. you know, you're a little kid, and you're like, wow, this guy is like, you know, you almost aspired to like be him if you're 11 years old. It's right. like every week this guy hasn't. You yeah, know, listen, I yeah. wasn't really into Heather. I, I, I wasn't was really. I. I wasn't attracted to Heather Locklear at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I was nah. all about that. I mean, she's pretty, yeah. but yeah. she's just it's fucking not TJ for me. Hooker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't that Heather Thomas? No, 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 that, that was, was Lockley. Okay, yeah. okay. Anyway, no, he did his thing, of course, you know. But you, you can't. I guess you can't look at this guy and think he's a Rhodes Scholar, you know. Listen, right. at this point, anyone <laughs> compared to Vince Neil looks good, you know. Like he's doing hey, better. You than know what? You know what? Listen, Mick's Vince, doing better. Yeah, wow. I mean, <laughs> Mick's doing better. Vince, I don't get it because you know what? He could really afford to stay home. It's not like he's like, <laughs> well, you know, if I don't work this week, no, no, cable is gonna uh, go off. It's like. Yeah, those, why cl- are you doing those this clips. To yourself? What kind of why? You, like, what, why are you doing those this? clips of him singing? I just I don't understand outrageous. what's going on. I, but it, as long as <laughs> it's he's, not even English, it's coming out. Of his mouth he, anymore. Is, this, is, is he under some weird contract to some <laughs> some like weird like li, like obscure Live Nation thing? Like he's he has to perform. Maybe why is he for what reason? I maybe maybe it. he's he's funding. I think he's, maybe rocks. he's just waiting for someone like them to stop booking him. Like, listen, we can't go on with this yeah. anymore. Someone's got to tell me I can't go up there. No, the, I'm the just thing gonna is, they're get... never going to stop booking him because there's always going to be fucking yeah. 
oaky fucking fogies in Oklahoma and these weird festivals. They're always going to want to see that. And they, because the, those people have never been able Progressed. to see him. No, 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 no. Those, it's not, that's true, but those people have never seen Motley Crue in their prime. Sure. Or they never came around in 87. So yeah. if somebody from like Bazville, Utah, or from, you know, Casper, Wyoming, wherever. Right. You know, to them, that's a big deal to see these guys now because they're also reliving this. It's a whole world. It's, it's, like it's like me movie sitting. Exactly, it's like me right. sitting at the Misfit show, paying one hundred seventy five dollars. My friend like, paid nine twenty five yeah. plus tax. <laughs> if Vince got himself in a little shit, <laughs> though, he, he didn't know if he was listening yeah. to yeah. Sam Hain or <laughs> what song is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, if Vince whipped himself in the shape, though, maybe he could like carry a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm sure he never learned to sing like properly or something like that. Uh, you know, no, 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 but no, no, no. but still, like you know, or don't walk around at all. Just yeah. stand still or get the wheelchair. Yo, get, this, a, get a wheelchair. Say you, you got into an accident, then no one inspects you to move. Let me you let save me, your lungs. Let me tell you the first time I saw a chink in the armor of of Motley Crue and Vince Neil. Once again, going back to like might have been MTV or VH1. Where he got like a facelift on TV. Oh yeah, I remember that. Was, that. that was definitely. It was an hour that wasn't long. The special. beginning of the end. It's already. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. For me, yeah. I was just like watching this. I'm like, I remember Primal Scream being so badass. I was like 12, yeah. and like years later, this guy's getting a facelift and a soccer mom hairdo on fucking national TV, and I'm before like, before that, no, oh wait. And then he was on the surreal life. Was that before or after that? That was after. That was after that. that. With uh, uh, the the little guy. I'd say Generation Swans when it all went downhill for him. I didn't fuck with Generation Swan like that. (laughs) That's some bad shit. I never heard Generation Swan. That's when they tried to to. You know, shoot their videos like a uh, Anton Corbin, like a '90s kind. Yeah, it, it was I very see. similar to "Until It Sleeps" Metallica. When all of a sudden, all that was Motley Crue's. I tried to Karabi, do that. Right? Shit. That guy John Karabi was. Is, is that that's the, the self-titled that the album, self-title. and that's okay. not a bad 94. record actually. But uh, it's better than when whatever Vince did. Yeah, you know, coming every, back every but, now uh, and then. My friend Tom. It was get, a try to stay relevant. That, yeah. A desperate try to like try. Oh, this is what the kids are doing now. You know. And those guys all did it. Like Kiss does it all. Like every, you know, they, a million they, times. Yeah, they're That's like a whole other podcast. <laughs> <what> they <do. laughs> they're like, oh, disco, no problem. It's like, oh, hair metal. It's got, like, they are what the I, biggest trash bags. Yeah. Ever. I love them. God bless those pieces <laughs> of shit. What's kind of great about it though is there's no, they make no bones about it. It's oh. like you know. We're not they're, trying to they're, like, they're like, have any integrity in this. It's fine. They're it's like good. they're like the Trump of music, Un- unapologetic. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, they, they're beyond. It. They're beyond geniuses. What they what they oh do is God. beyond genius. I mean, it's next. When level. you read every interview they've done, I mean, I I have whether it's good at every eighties. I mean, I have. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The things that they would say, the analogies that Paul would make, are <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, you just would not believe. You think, okay, Asylum comes out. You know, Paul is like, yeah, he's like, you know, you have to figure it out. It's sort of like a deli. You know, you come there, it's like, you know, we have the freshest stuff. You don't want something. Dude, he's going on about food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like how it's their best. Asylum is their best record. I mean, sure. these guys are salesmen. Yeah. To the, they should be studied at throw every business school, at every, because it's un, it's like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, hat, you know, people have to take their hats off to them. If they can really see every error at every plateau and analyze that, how they bounce back, how they how they reacted to those errors yeah. is genius. It's like Yeah, really I'm not genius. a fan of the music, but I respect the hustle. I respect For the sure. hustle. You have to respect the hustle. You can yeah. hate the music. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of lies with the music. They had a lot of co writers, you know, a lot of stuff obviously. I get they, it. You know, they wrote it's, some stuff on their own, but sure. 
a lot of co-writers. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of it they didn't hide, but you know, a lot of the a lot of they didn't have a lot of respect all the time for the craft mm-hmm. in the sense of like who did it or who played on it or who. You know, they lot. You know, you put something down on paper of who didn't play. You know, that kind of. There's a lot of that stuff in their camp. Right. Shout yeah. out to Hot in the Shade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, for sure. That gets a lot of mentions on this show. Album. <laughs> <laughs> I know Desmond Child co-wrote forever, so you know, we 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 fuck with Desmond Chevy, yeah. uh, heavy over here. You know Genius what it is with Desmond. Kiss though, too. I mean, I had an older cousin who um, came up with the makeup Kiss. He had the fucking action figures and shit. I get it. I and then when I was coming of age, tears are falling and shit. So I was like, what the, f-? you know, I seen the makeup stuff, but I was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? You, know, like, you don't know how many times I've beat up to uh, Vinny Vincent. <laughs> he was a hot chick. <laughs> well, to flip it from there, um, I know that we were talking just something random. Like you sent me a message, uh, something about like. Nikki Six and some other guy. Like, what? What was the deal with that? Like, I don't know. It, se- it seemed like a wormhole, and, and this really piqued my curiosity. Yeah, we discuss a wormhole yeah. of some kind. You're right. Yeah. Right. What? Well, CC Deville's uh, guitar selection. This whole show is a wormhole. Yeah, that's all it is. I heard CC was always bald. He's always worn a wig, even when it wasn't. It's always been a wig. I've heard that. I heard that too. I've heard that. Like he's always had like just like a Guido haircut. <laughs> I mean, he is from Brooklyn. <laughs> At the height of their success, he yeah. had a Guido yeah. haircut. I heard. Just what I heard. Eh, anyway. I mean, that hair is completely like that. Shit looks like a I don't know. It's it's vulgar for sure. It's is always it? perfectly spiked, like, and it doesn't yeah lose well, any look at, look doesn't Paul, lose any bounce. Look at Paul Stanley's new wig. That's a good one if you've seen it lately. He's That's got a real. It's an expensive one. He looks like, like a mom to. now. He looks like Gina Davis. He looks like a mom. And like uh, you know, <laughs> his hair is perfect. Dude. He looks like Gina Davis and Beetlejuice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All yeah, right, shout just, out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. We yeah. all love. We all yeah. love our child. Nikki might be awake too. But <laughs> Nikki's listening. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think it, I thought it was weird because uh, around '85, this guy came out. His name was Matthew Tripp. And he basically came out with a maybe '86. He came out. I remember hearing about it. And he came out with a story saying that Motley's management hired him. He was in the group to write songs originally. Not to be a focal point in the group, but mm-hmm. just to be in the group to write material. So, suppose they hired him, gave him a few bucks, and he specifically said, you know, later on, he said, I wrote specifically Danger, I wrote Too Young to Fall in Love, I wrote Live Wire, I wrote Looks That Kill, blah, 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 blah. Damn. He said he wrote multiple stuff, and then they said they kicked Live him out. Live Wire, too. So, he was yeah. in it from the jump. He said he, said he knew them prior to shout the devil a little before that. Okay. Who knows what's real, but what's interesting is that the songs, all the material, you know, after you know, if I was to dig out the, you know, the articles I have on him, but the songs that everything he said he wrote are songs that don't sound anything like Nikki Six would ever write. It's just mm. I've always got the feeling like I've never believed. Like before Matthew Tripp, I just never got the vibe that like Nikki Six sat down and wrote chord changes and the lyrics and wrote all those riffs by himself. Mm-hmm. I just never got the vibe he did. Maybe he did. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he didn't, but it was just weird to me that this guy came out. And this guy basically said he was in the group and that, you know, he took some press pictures with him and uh, like Nikki was going to be replaced. Who knows, you know? Oh, wow. 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 Exclusive. You hear it first. Yeah, I never heard that. <laughs> yeah. one. I'm very and, interested. And then they would ask Nikki, you know, you know, let's say girls, girls, girls comes out, you know, 
they'd say, hey, Nikki, how do you feel about this guy, Matthew Tripp? And he'd say, yeah, man. He's like, you see, you see Matthew, you tell him I'm going to fucking bust his ass, man. He's like, fuck that faggot. You know, so he when knew. did his time supposedly end with them? Right after Shout at the Devil? Something like that. Because you know? that was the best two records. That was the best. And then yeah. Theater of Pain he made was a, a piece I mean, of shit. It's, it's like, well, Theater, well, listen, yeah, theater well, of Pain was obviously trash. Obviously had some big hits, but. But it was, yeah. it was trash. Those right. guys were wasted. The right. mastering and the mixing were awful. It's a whole other story. Yeah. It's, the, it's literally. It's not great songs. The worst right. produced record of metal. And heavy metal. And heavy metal history. <laughs> and heavy metal or hard rock. It's the Congratulations, worst. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, the worst. It's good to be number record. one. <laughs> Such I, a letdown. I still fuck with Yo, I don't give a fuck. When I listen to Home Sweet Home. It's bad boy I, boogie. I fucking, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody, everybody, you know, if, if you're a fan, yeah, of course, you know, whatever. When I go, uh, the other day, we I went to go see uh, a movie in Farmingdale, and there's a fucking piano in the lobby. You played Home Sweet Home. I did. Well, I but get still. It. Like, show me that. I can play that and Mr. Crowley. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But still, like, I don't know. Why was there a piano in, in, in the lobby of a, of a theater? I have no idea. But, like, I did. I walked over and I showed my girlfriend, who's eight years younger, and give two shits about Molly Cruz. She home. must have been impressed. <laughs> as, she, as she shouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah, no. That's the, but it's the worst record. Girls, girls, girls is better, and not by much. That's girls, bad girls, too. girls was the production was listenable, but the music was putrid yeah. and bile. <laughs> so bad. So I'm saying, like, li- thinking of all these things and that story, you know, could make sense. But then they come back with, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Feel Doctor Feel Good. But hey, then, but wasn't Desmond Child yeah, writing was, for them? So course, the ghost writing is a thing. And of didn't course. Nikki Six? He started out. Wasn't he going to play guitar and stole his guitar from a guitar shop and That's he brought it to the story. practice fake and it was story. a bass? Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that would make sense. How do you go from that not even knowing what a guitar and a bass and fucking... Yeah. Like, this I guy mean, just snoped you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying like, the guy... Listen, Nikki Six is a legend regardless. Yeah, no, sure. It doesn't doubt. matter. I don't care if you this wrote a song This is just fun talk not. right I here. I could care less. It's yes. just interesting because, yeah. you know, I feel like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Mick Mars... You know, Mick Mars, like, you know, he was like 10, 13 years older than them. For sure. Yeah, he, he was kids. seasoned already. He still is. He had kids, and like, <laughs> he had supposedly legal issues, like paternity, so like right. stuff going on, like with kids. So mm. I think there's also a theory that Mick wrote everything and just didn't take publishing. So it's like, uh, holy shit. You know, because what, because, because what, the whole time, you know, you got to, you know, like Mick was able to play. I mean, in 81 and 82. Sure. Mick was, was probably his prime. Yeah. So where would Mick Mars riffs be? Where he, he didn't have anything? Like Mick Mars had nothing to mm. offer? God damn, that's shout such a good that. That's a great point, yeah. man. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Mick's kids for not getting any of that money. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mick's son for robbing the um, TD Bank on... Did he? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. For you, Dad. Yet. Yet. <laughs> It's one theory. I mean, it's one theory. It's, it's a good, like, that's good, awesome. You know, I I could completely get that because like you, he was the, probably the most able musician out of the four. Yeah, he, was, he was already a knock around right. guy in town, right? Playing in multiple bands already at that point. Mick had, He's Mick, got some Mick young kids bar, here. Mick played bar, bars, multiple bars. He had all the experience. By the time those guys came around, like, hey, dude, let's party. Mick is like, yo, dude, I did that already. Please, like, I'm like, I'm ten years past that. Um, yeah. So they. They never hung out like that, you know, because Mick was over that. These guys were just getting into stuff. Tommy was Tommy was a proficient drummer. There was no Tommy was good for what he did back then. Regardless, no one can say Tommy. Regardless wasn't of dope. his Instagram, 
Exactly. Regardless of his annoying fucking wife. Years later. Instagram's a wild place, you know. I'm not going to get too into it, but. It's a toilet. Don't follow your heroes. I did get to see, uh, you know, uh, Gary Holt and Large Professor go at it. (laughs) What? Yo, dude. Like, that's. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. I mean, all, all right. you have to do is go to Instagram, basically. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. So yeah, so the Nikki Six gimmick. I mean, we we really don't really don't know how yeah. true that is or not. Sure. It's just a theory. It's just kind of like you know. Okay, so you did that. Let's say you really wrote everything from Too Fast for Love and Shout Out the Devil and a couple of songs. Where are the rest of the songs after that? Right. You know, Girls, Girls, Girls was was rancid. <laughs> That was fucking rancid. Yeah. And again, it had people had, you know, had me and Bill excited to go wait for the record in Sam Goody next week. Sure. Like, hey, man, we were online the day it came out, like two schmucks. Midnight? Right. Maybe the next day. Okay. You know, but like two jerk offs waiting for girls, 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 <laughs> losers that spent their last money and couldn't buy food that day right. to buy a shitty fucking tape yeah. of these wastoids that pump out jailhouse rock. They put their nerve to put that on there. That's oh, some lazy they shit. They totally did, That's right? right. Uh, Wild side, uh, the fact that they covered Jailhouse Rock and Anarchy uh, in the UK alone. So these guys were on drugs; (laughs) they didn't really care. Like they they weren't sober, so they just didn't care about anything at that point. Yeah, it still won. I think Girls, Girls, Girls still won two million. Oh, it went like easily. They could they could have fought it in the microphone at that by that time. But for sure, and and at that point, like newer bands were coming out and they were smoking them. Sure. For the sure. Prob- the problem, well, I mean, as soon as Guns N' Roses came out, the major problem was yeah. ex- uh, exactly how, musically, how small it made Motley Crue look. Oh, Cause you my, kidding cause me? It was scary. It was a scary thing to see because it's like, you know, I was a Motley head. Like, you know, I wore an Alice Dufine shirt every day to school, Spikes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really, you know, Shout yeah. the Devil came out. I was about sure. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. But then, like, Guns N' Roses, I really detested that when I first heard it. Not because they suck, because I didn't want to give in to how good it was. I was like, "This is not possible." This, this is not those riffs. You, know? you, if you take 1987, you take "Girls, Girls, Girls," and then this new band, Guns and Roses, "Appetite for Destruction." Sure. And you compare just the riffs alone. It's a fucking mockery. <laughs> it's it's a, a band a- resting on their laurels at that point, and a hungry one. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of similar to you know like. Like when Black Sabbath on their last tour with Ozzy had Van Halen, you got one bands at two different stages. And you Van Halen were blowing them, were blowing them off the stage, yeah. and they were kind of done at that point. You know what I mean? And it's kind of crew and what Guns N' Roses. Is, Motley is, needed to Motley needed to do Doctor Feelgood to save the business. No question. Yeah. That's, and that's why they're like, you're you're getting sober. Yeah, we're gonna have this guy. We're gonna yeah. write all the songs through. Just show up. And, otherwise it's over probably and it it turned out to be their biggest album yes but it's still not a great album and ruined metallica the production production is good that album existing ruined metallica for me yeah because of rock (laughs) yeah let me tell you something lars wanted that sound yeah let me tell you something people (laughs) get that people could have voodoo dolls of bob rock (laughs) until the day they die don't blame him they were taking it they were gonna totally put it into the ground totally but when However I was whatever or years old, that guy was like the antichrist Target. to me. What did you say? Absolutely. everybody. I already know Langan's opinion on the Black Album when it came out. What did Young Goat think of? Young Goat didn't never heard it. You never heard the Black Album? I never heard the Black Album in its entirety okay. until <laughs> 2016. 
What? Yeah. Why? Wow. Why then? Because it was you knew how whack it was. It was personal. For no, me. but I'm saying I heard them. I'm saying I'm saying listen to it from beginning to end as a product. I heard the singles. But, I heard Sad But True a million times. You heard Sandman 8,000 times. I You're probably like, that. this whole record is like this? But you know what's embarrassing? I get it. What's embarrassing? I'm saying, when that the whole Metallica thing I took personally, because like you know I was there since 84, like, yeah, sure. it, 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 it bothered me immensely. No question. So I was not giving in to that, no matter how great the production sounded, how great Lars' drum sound, which they, those drums never sounded the better. The whole record sounds, I'm not going to dispute exactly. that. I it's love just, it. And if any other band made it, That's I fine. might have been like, wow, but they it was betrayal. It's, it was it was heavy <laughs> betrayal. It's 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 like the Iron Maiden factor, but deeper because Maiden didn't really Maiden didn't do anything on purpose. You can't really blame them for taking certain things. Metallica Metallica's very calcul Metallica was a very calculated band. As much as people don't want to admit that, even yeah. diehard fans, they were very calculated. They knew they were gonna sell out to what extent nobody knew or when. So they were like, We're gonna put um fade to black on ride the lightning so no one's ever going to be able to uh, accuse us of selling out because we're always going to do ballads as yeah soon as they signed, sanitarium exactly as soon as they signed to q prime part of the deal was q prime is like hey man you can make another thrash album all you want go crazy the next album it's we're we're, we're doing big business it's over that that era is over mm. so i get it know. from a business point i just as a fan it was just like this is right? this is sure. a different band but in 2016 the guys like what made you why then because <laughs> i heard through the never and it sounded cool it was like a thrash song yeah mm -hmm. i was like you know i'm like no. <laughs> i'm like what is that right and i said through the never and said i was like and, and i was like that's on that like so yeah mm -hmm. the second half of that record's great um, of Wolf Men, uh, the God that failed, which is funny because you said betrayal. That's one of the lyrics of the song. Um, there's some decent stuff on there, and and for me, like sad but true. If any other band wrote it, it probably would have been more. I mean, it was still received well. Enter Sandman is brutal. I can't listen to it. Like the lyrics. When I went to go see the Big Four and they played that song, you would have thought fucking Jesus Christ himself was on stage. Everyone sure. there was just yeah, like... Like I said, it's a business move. It's Now you can sell out anywhere that's electricity. You're you're in that mega level that's like fucking beyond Pete, anything. Metall Metallica, but the transition yeah. was so abrupt to me. It was, it was, it was abrupt. They made was, no videos, then they made one video, yeah. and then they released like six singles, and like it's like, whoa, what the fuck well, they, just they happened toured, They toured for four years behind that album. They did. So they, they milked everything. Sure. You know, their manager was like, missed. listen, you're going to be on the road for five years. You're going to make $20 million each. Sure. I know. get it. He toured for four it. years, and Parker missed all four. <laughs> But um, all right. So we could do a Metallica podcast at some point. I know? think we're definitely going to That's for sure. Definitely in the cards. Um, right after, right, <laughs> right after, right after, she is right after the Weezer one. <laughs> um, but so real quick, I want to talk uh, about the the new record you have coming out with Stu. Mm. Totally looking forward to it. So yeah. who's Stu cool, cool. and where did he come from? Because he just did Cannibal Hulk with with Bill, and he's been around for a minute. He's been he's been putting some yeah, shit Stu's out. Stu's been around for a minute. Um, he did multiple stuff for people. He's worked with all kinds of artists, from like you know Chino XL to, uh, I mean, just a lot of different underground people. You know? I just started um, seeing his name come around like the last like three or four years more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The last five years, he's definitely been putting in a lot more work. Um, he did Cannibal Hulk with Bill. He did a couple of solo projects. Uh, me and him are doing an EP right now. We're about halfway done, realistically. And it's like, it's, you know, I'm waiting on stuff from, you know, a couple of people that, you know, verses and stuff. stuff. The first, like, the first Lord Goat release. Well, 
Yeah, definitely yes. I'm I'm re-releasing Coffin Syrup, okay, which was a Gore-Tex mixtape, and I'm re-releasing that on vinyl. Yeah. That's going to be Lord Goat. So it's I don't like this, but it's going to be his first real EP with new like vinyl with new material. And you got the the, the first feature actually because you did the hook on um, Bill's last record, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, we did Acts of Abraxas. Yeah. Uh, did a video for that. Me, Bill. Uh, Great video. Sick Jack. Yeah, and, yeah I, I really liked it. I thought it was sick. For some reason, I think people are sleeping on it. I don't. I don't know why, but yeah. it's 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 true to form. Like I said, like you know, the the lyrical content that you guys have, I feel like it just goes very well with that. And uh, man, Sick Jack is another dude for me. I can't like anytime I see his name on anything, man. I feel like he is so goddamn slept on. His DJ Muggs verse album, the uh, the well, Jackin is dope. Jackin mm-hmm. is dope lyrically. I think his flow is dope. I think, I think he just comes through every time. It's just he's just one of those dudes that just you kind of know what you're gonna get every time, and it's not a bad thing. It's just like no. it's just gonna sound good. It's for not sure. gonna, you know, he, and, and he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's been around for a while. His ear for production too, like he absolutely, great, absolutely. Like you absolutely. hear him using those like old samples, and uh, man, can't get enough. You get of some it. dirty stuff. Shout out to Sick Jackin for sure. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, we're gonna look forward to that. Doesn't have a name yet. Not really. There's a couple of titles, but I don't really want to. Nothing, yeah, 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 nothing, yeah. Nothing yet, but it's definitely gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be cool. So far, it's sounding pretty brutal. Is it true? Gonna do some videos you're gonna get the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going on tour next week you're going to get that Klaus from Scorpions feature oh from- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna, to I'm going to be in Berlin and I think uh, we're going to do uh, yeah we're going to do Blackout that's going to be the name yeah. of the song nice yes. it's going to be me and Klaus <laughs> alright and uh, I might get Michael Schenker on guitar maybe Udo dude Udo you getting Michael Schenker Yo, Bill met, or the other Schenker Bill told me he met Udo and his son like this is this is just I'm, I'm just I'm eating dinner and uh <laughs> I look down at my phone and it's a message from 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 Ill Bill and he tells me he you know verbatim yo just met Udo and his son are you serious like what who sends messages like that? I don't know what kind of mongrel yeah. sends messages like? <laughs> for people that listen that don't know you can only imagine to know who Udo was a singer from except yeah. a short little German dwarf creep maniac sure. who was amazing but, yes you know so for me to get a, a random text from Bill just met Udo and his son. Is mind was melt- it, was is mind it melting in Europe? <laughs> mind melting. He met him in Europe somewhere, and I'm, yeah. I was I was home, and you know he texted me. He was on tour somewhere, and I was just like, "What do you mean? How does that happen?" Like, yeah, you just hanging out with this guy and his fucking son. Like, that's <laughs> how does that? What do you mean? I it's saw just, Udo play in Port Jeff once. Did you? I did. I went to that's go. Brutal, I know, yo. It was one of those random things. So. We're like, yo, Udo from Accept is playing fucking the Village Pub or whatever the fuck at the time. Wow. And poor Jeff would raven. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Also, also strange. So we went and we, yo, there was probably maybe like 10 people there. And and Udo hit the stage so fucking late that by the time he, he played, like, like we were just not happy. Yeah. Uh, and he comes out and he's got the goggles on. Camo. And, and he, yeah, and he Got comes it. out, and he's like, "Yeah, it's good to be back in the states again." And we're just like, "You're in poor Jeff." Like, <laughs> is we, it good? Yeah, is it really that good? It was you're like not two- in the states. <laughs> you're, in- <laughs> you're in poor Jeff, but it's like it was like one in the morning, and I mean, I'm sure he's doing way better business now. I feel like back then, this was almost like 20 years ago. Yeah, it's a little iffy. A little iffy back then. Like yeah. I feel like people. Where was his son? 
Uh, his son? I don't know. Probably back home in Europe. Maybe he didn't make him yet. I don't that know. accent and him addressing the crowd reminded me. I saw a creator at the downtown in Farmingdale. Nice. And, and Millie kept saying, thank you for coming, Farmingdale. Can we hear you, Farmingdale? Instead of normally, you'd be like New York. Yeah. No, I've never heard anyone actually address the town on Long Island. I'm like, he clearly just read off the attendant. Where the fuck are we? I'm farming there. All right, farming there. Exactly. Farming there. It's brutal to hear him scream. Scream for me. It's very brutal. I just saw like Smashing Pumpkins and and Noel Gallagher play Jones Beach. I saw Billy. Mm -hmm. Did you? I was at that show. Oh, were you? Jones was at that show. Yeah, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. 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 So I went and like Noel Gallagher was like, uh, I think he, he didn't know where he was. So I think he said Jersey and everyone was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I don't give a fuck where I am. He's like, where am I? He's like, oh, all right, Jones Beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't care. He didn't miss a beat like where most people would be embarrassed. Like, nah, you know. Nah. Well, that's you know, his whole shtick. John Bon Jovi yeah, would yeah. be embarrassed. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He no. doesn't care. Not giving a shit is his thing. That's his thing. So, yeah, yeah. um, all right, cool. So, and you, you guys are hitting Europe and all that other stuff, man. I'm very much looking forward to, um, like the music that you guys are going to put out. Hopefully, hopefully, Heavy Metal Kings does a third album because I mm. feel like that's yeah. that's going to happen. I mean, what I could tell you is we, uh, Heavy Metal Kings does have a single that's going to pop out. Soon. Okay. Nice. So I think I want to say on record store day, whenever that is. No clue. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I think it's November at some point. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, I think it's one or two new gimmicks. It's very heavy. Awesome. Very good. So Jeez. that's that's coming out. Um, I mean, as far as nonfiction, I mean, me and Bill recorded a bunch of shit. I mean, we have a bunch of new shit. Huh? We just have to figure out, you know, and wait and strike when the iron. Yeah, well, with the wait when the time the fire is right. right. Yeah, now, everything yeah. has to be. Sure. He's situated, but yeah, there is new material. And it's funny because, like, Bill Bill does that rotation, man. He's at the solo. Then he does the nonfiction, Lakoka still going on. He's an octopus. You got to be an octopus these days to really to do it, yeah. To carve out a living and be able to just, you know, right. be happy. Yeah. You got to be able to do that. You got to be able to, to diversify know. your bonds, as uh, the Jizza <laughs> says. I mean, are you going to do the digital stuff for for the I new have, record? You um, have to, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's just the way, be, yeah. And uh, coffin syrup is going to be available digitally too. Yeah, start over. I have, I have to. So I love it. Lord Goat will be on Spotify. Lord Goat and Apple Music. Is is it true that Steve Harris uh, didn't write the lyrics to "Hallowed by Thy Name"? Well, he yes, that's actually <laughs> that trip, true. Trip strikes again, <laughs> right? He went to court and he lost. He had to pay a certain amount of money. Honestly, yeah. Hollowed Be Thy Name always felt weird to me a little bit. Really? Yep. Like musically or lyrically? Both a little bit. Interesting. I mean, I loved it. It was like, this is like, like, you know, I'm laid, I'm laid back on my Walkman, like in right. trance, like anybody else. Yeah. I'm like, this is strange. Like, this is weird. They still close with it. Yeah. I know. I mean, as they should. But mm. it just, it's just, there's different parts of that where there's such greatness in that where it's like strange to me and the band never even remotely goes back to any of those moments. Not even a little bit. Like they just, well, why is that? You know, it's like, well, it's not their song. It's not they didn't write. You know, they didn't write that part. A lot of bands, it's like, a lot of bands do that. It's, they just got they kind of got caught for that. You know, I'm not saying Maiden stole a lot of songs. I don't. That's not true at all. You know, yeah. But, but they were they were. It was proved that they were influenced to take the, the lyrics and, and riffs. Interesting. Yeah, I remember like like being super young and. uh like when you first realize like Led Zeppelin, you do like 
cop a you, lot of you shit. You listen to that first yeah. album and then you go back and forth. You're like, wait a minute. Like, all these songs are fucking lifted. Again, the problem is he just should have given credit. I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that for he, sure. I don't care that That's he didn't it. write them because there's so much Led Zeppelin bashing lately. Like, everybody says they hate them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hate them all you want. Put on a fucking record with a rhythm section that bangs like that. Show me. Besides yeah. jazz fusion or like that kind of stuff. Or like, you know, you know, like black drummers, like that kind of stuff. Show me rock that sounds like that. It doesn't. So, are people bashing Led Zeppelin? I don't know that. People is like, there's a new wave. A yeah, new wave. There's a new wave of Led Zeppelin hate. Absolutely. Fucking kids will bash anything. I'm a, not just kids. I'm saying not just kids. I mean, you know, older people would be not just kids. I hated them. They take it for granted how fucking epic that band was. I hated you know, them once in a lifetime band. I hated them as like a teenager. I like them now. But as a teenager, it just... Well, because probably all you heard was fucking like RCN in the background and someplace playing Stay Away to Heaven 18,000 times, man. You I just know hated what I mean? it because I thought it was but like... But deep cuts. I thought it was like my parents' like music. Mm. So that's why I was like, I'd rather listen to Minor Threat. In the, 80s, in the 80s, I wasn't interested in listening to Zeppelin because to me it was just like remnants of like, oh yeah, those guys, like yes. you know, beer drinkers and like mm-hmm. hippies. And like, I, was, that's, I wasn't really down with that. I didn't really have that much... I was more into what was happening... You know, being screaming for vengeance. That's okay. like you know, guys are listening to Zeppelin. I'm like, why are you listening to Zeppelin? I'm like, yo, dude, scream, like screaming for vengeance is like the most modernized metal you can get. Like, why are you listening to that? To me, it was yeah. ancient. Like, oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. The, the who, In comparison, like, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but, yeah. but there was still that era where like there were kids listening to that where they didn't just jump on them. But they You're were right. still sure. they were pushing Zeppelin at yeah. one point. So I was like, I really wasn't really into that. No. I knew there was moments where you know, immigrant song, and I knew how great Bonham was. But I wouldn't go out and wear a Led Zeppelin oh, shirt. Yeah, sure. I wasn't, yeah. you know. Yo, and I Agreed. will say, going, you know, since we mentioned Sick Jack and War Porn Industries, Divine Styler took Days and Confused. Oh, he killed that. Fucking chopped it, he man. Killed like, that. that was great. That was, actually, that was actually a great book. Yeah, man. That was like, did you, you remember that? Did you listen to it? Like, he, he I, chopped up Days and Confused. I don't know. We'll listen to it. Oh, but I gotta try it. Listen to it on the way home, man. Right. It's fucking, he, his, the production Divine Styler. Made for that record. For which, those that don't know, Divine Styler has been around for thirty years. Rhyme like, Syndicate. No. Yeah, old, you know he had. A, I, I bought his album as a little kid. I mean, back in the front, I bought his cassette. So you know, I I bigged him up. I gave him I gave him props. I mean, I follow him on Instagram. You know, blah blah blah. Say what's up, blah blah. But I'm saying he was around for a lot of that old stuff. And, you know, I definitely consider him like um, he's definitely slept on. So when he does some new stuff, or he does a beat. I would definitely check it out. I'm like, because to me, Divine Styler. You know, his his album, his first album came out, it was kind of like, I want to say like Tribe Called Questish mm-hmm. before they did it, before Tip and Date, like he was on that, before okay. Tip, like that was their gimmick. Yeah. Divine Styler been doing that. He was doing that before. And to still do it, like, you know, like that record came out in 2017. Now, I, I only assume that they can't sell it because of all the samples, so that's why they marketed War Porn as a mixtape, right? They might have gotten clearance for that. Okay, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that's just what I assume. Mm. Like, when it comes to, like, beats and, like, samples, you know, like, because it was marketed as a mixtape. Exactly. Right? So, if somebody was to, you know, Especially with Zeppelin shit, because they're, like, yeah. on that yeah, shit. For sure. Big time. Well, you just have to yep. pay. You know, it's kind of like, they're cool. With, you sample what you want as long as you pay us. I mean, look what the Beasties did. The Beasties sampled them left and right. Right. Which is, is surprising. They were allowed all that, but. They allowed them to do that at the time. I was like, wow, Zeppelin gave them permission to sample that? They did. But I mean, at this point, like, you know, what people make off of, like, music is probably not enough to, like, offset, like, sampling. That's why people 
stop their styles and don't bother. People like the RZA, you know? The RZA stopped not because people said, oh, he's, you know, he's fucked up and he's on drugs or he's not going to. He didn't want to do a beat. And because it came out fire, the sample was amazing. He has to now pay some guy $50,000 or $80,000 mm. because he made a dope beat that's usable. He's like, no, I'm not using that. So he decided, which is a mistake, he decided to stop using samples. So then he decides, oh, I'm going to make beats without samples, which is a which is his first mistake. Mm. Besides all the, ain't the PCP and the dust blunts and, you know. I'm not going to sample anymore because I don't. Well, that's a mistake. And look what happened to RZA. Yeah, you know. And I love like for me, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the age and stuff. But like if if I just I don't know, sample based hip hop okay. is what I like. You put that on. Sure. And- it's got to be samples. When the producer's like, "Yo, I'm on some next shit, all fire, no samples." I'm like, "All right, you know." <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to listen to you make horns, like you chop up little xylophones and horns. And What about the De La Soul thing um, where they had the crowdfunding? And- yeah, you know, a great idea. that They made a lot of money and put out a whack album. <laughs> it's great, you know? I thought it was a good album, but what I liked <laughs> was the idea was that they basically, I mean, I don't know about the money. The money was a lot, but they basically all jammed, but then they sampled everything that they came up with, so it felt more like that sound. Honestly, for some reason, I listened to the album. It just sounded like the most, like, like I don't know, the most colorless, like, I didn't, like, it was so bland to me. The production was so bland on every song. I didn't understand that. Like, you're getting that much money to make a record. You know, that means, A, you should be sampling, don't yeah. be a pig and pocket all the money because you don't want to sample. Don't do that. Give us like give us two songs where it's all daylight. All daylight, yeah. Which includes a break beat, a couple of could be any kind of instrument you want. How about some samples? No. I want to keep all the money. I don't know where to Listen, it's just my view. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> no, not saying you're wrong for liking the record. For me it was bland. Listen, in com- in comparison yeah. to their other records, even Grind It. I thought Grind It was amazing. Better than better than this. Yeah. Oh yeah, than for the sure. Last. Absolutely. And they kept it short. Uh Rock Cocaine Flow was on the there. Stakes of High was ten times oh, better, well, than, better yeah, than that. Oh, yeah. That's like record. that's Yeah, like- but 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 that's it's not that hard to do. It's not that hard to hook up a fucking sampler and sampler a record with hard drums. And you could like my problem with Daylaw is not respecting the formula. Go back to what people love you for. Yeah. Hmm. You don't got to spoon feed them this much where it's like, okay, here's a little, it's, forget about it. Why, why do that? Make a fucking beat that sounds like your old stuff that people are dying to hear. It's very easy to do. And the I could make, th- like, by the time, like, me and you were talking, we could have made three beats. Oh, for sure. We I'm just, made, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So you're getting, you're getting a hundred grand and you're putting money in your pocket. It's not something I'm stressed about. I don't give a shit. I'm for sure. Saying, I'm a, for sure. I'm just an old fan of De La Soul. It's yeah, nothing yeah. I think about. I haven't even thought about this since you brought it up. But yeah. That's I why remember, I'm here. I remember. Exactly. <laughs> but I remember when it came out, it annoyed me. Because yeah. oh. so, I was like, okay, great. De La are legends to me. Like, yeah. they're all legends to me. You know? Long Island, repping. Like, yeah. You know, the first album came out. I bought it the week it came out. All the singles come out. I, I bought them like any fan would. You know, I watched the videos and the projects like anybody would. And then this happens, and it's like the people who your fans are giving you money because they love your stuff. You can progress as an artist. You don't have to do, uh, you know, three is a magic number. For like you don't have to put on a paisley shirt now and dance for us. 
I mean, right. hook, hook, I'm saying hook up a sampler. Make something fresh. Preach some, into the choir. Make something fresh with that hundred stacks you guys got. Right. Show me. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was a good record. And and what's funny is like they're, you know, the conversation is always like, well, who's better, Dale or, or Tribe? That's always like one of those things. And fucking back from the dead in 20, 2016, Dale Russell releases that record, and then fucking. A, a couple of months later, Tribe Called Quest fucking digs himself mm-hmm. <laughs> out of like whatever right before five, or maybe it was around the time. Tri- got- tribe, the Tribe album was great. I thought it was just a little better than De La. Tribe yeah. album yeah. could have been much better. Much. I thought, but why Tribe wins is because the first song comes out, and the drums, the sample drums, are Bill Ward is Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Oh, I didn't know that. Absolutely. So right there, there they just go. pissed on Dave. To me, they pissed all over De La, all over their campaign. Help us, help us. We need money to make an album. Any any jackass from the neighborhood could have made an album like that that just got Pro Tools. Yeah. <laughs> that could have made an album like like to me like and I'm a fan. It's not shit talking. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Tribe's album could have been twenty times better too. I think only like as actual fans, like we're the the ones who could actually criticize because we're fans. Of course, it's like it's like it's like anything else. It's not done with any hatred. It's like any it's it's like with a band, you know. If Judas Priest come out, it's like yeah, people gonna criticize Rob Halford for whatever reason, you know. I I put out something. There's a million people attacking me, telling me I'm garbage, I'm trash. Cool. I mean, you know, it's like anybody's anybody is gonna you know get criticized. But there's certain things that stick because, you know, certain, you know, you can see with certain artists or whatever music they're putting out or, you know. Let's see Bill Ward working again, you know, even if it's not mm. Black Sabbath. Why not? I mean, listen, God bless Bill, you know. I think Bill should have put all that to rest, you know, about like wanting to play with Sabbath and because he can't. And the fact is he's not been able to for years. I don't know what the, you know, I don't know why you, he's going on with that and wasting energy yeah. because... You know, if they were to turn around and say, all right, Bill, you know what? Like all this, you know, all this stomping your feet and all this, you know, hoopla and you're annoyed. Let's go rock out a show. Let's let's rock out and do a set and play the songs the way you're supposed to play them. You can't. I saw Sabbath in 97 in Denmark, like the Roskill Festival. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, it it was a highlight of my life. And, you know, like standing there with fans, like these like Nazi bikers, you know, with Bill. (laughs) These Nazi bikers were next to us, didn't like us. Like our clothes were baggy, you know, baggy pants were, were in then. It's like our pants were baggy. And these guys didn't, we didn't give a fuck, but you know, we're there to watch the show. And, um, you know, the theme music comes on like that they use on the, you know, sabotage. And yeah. And these guys come out and just ridiculous. And, uh, and Bill Wood was just very disappointing because like all the, the songs that were just played, you know, like anybody that just learned how to play the drums, you know, like, like for example, I don't it's know, a so, tough instrument to, to like, age with, man. It, it, it is, it is, but you know. you know, then you have to play it right or just yeah, yeah. omit it from the set. Hundred percent. If you can't play NIB the right way, yeah, you know, or which fucking you, the drum fills to war pigs, right, 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 which he never did, which he never did correctly or the same twice anyway. But you know, stuff like NIB, if you're playing with that kick drum pattern, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like boom, 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 boom. If you're not doing that bop, you're not getting the song. No. If you're playing it like a stiff old dead corpse, boom, that, boom, that. What is it like? I'm like, hey, you know, and, and it happened a little bit. I'm like, all right, Bill, get in there, man, because it's not, it's, and the whole show he did that. And it's yeah. not like he was in pain. It wasn't like he was distressed. 
it was like every cheapest, easiest way to play a song of like getting it over. It was tight. Just to did yeah. that without any. So you'd hear stuff that's like, okay, you're going to like, you know, if like War Pigs is a fill, it's like, and you're just like doing two of them. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, cool, man. Like, but it's like throughout the whole show. And I was like, all right, cool, man. This is kind of like the beginning. A couple moments, there were good moments. I'm not going to lie. You know, like Snowblind or that that sounded sick. There's parts that locked up. But generally, I mean, even now, it's not like he's going to play anything correctly. So he really can't do a full set. It's not a matter of, and, you know. What I like now, you know. I love Bill Ward. It's not. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not but in, and that's it. You can't Absolutely. really do much. But like now, at, at the very least, man. Sometimes you go into like a YouTube hole and you can pull up like that 1970, you know, Black Sabbath fucking set, wherever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. And you, you just see these guys at like the height, even like a, like I was having a conversation yesterday about Bad Brain, same thing. It's like at this point, like you can't see the Bad Brains. Like you could see the Bad Brains, but you can't really see the Bad Brains It's, it's like every group. It's like, I mean, it could be like, those are good examples. You could bring up 20 groups. It's just, it's just all about the magic at that time. Yeah, sure. you know, like when Sabbath, even up until, I mean, '78, people say it was the end, but there's video footage of them killing it, destroying mm-hmm. the songs. I mean, yeah, Ozzy's voice was a little shot, but the band was tight as fuck. Uh, Iomi around '76, he was the tightest he ever was in Sabbath as far as solos. I mean, he was fast. He was fast, and I mean, there was no decline musically. It was just a matter of Ozzy was just not into it. His father died. Yeah, that was it. But you know, it's just magic. Any group has that magic. It's just how long is that magic going to last? I mean, we talked about Maiden. Yeah, you know, I could I could get my documentary funded. You know, like what oh, happened? That's like right. like the, after the slavery tour. You know what happened? What the mystery of, <laughs> of the mystery of nineteen eighty four? This motherfucker you know? was writing the book. <laughs> <laughs> like the Iron Maiden book and shit. Yeah, some geek shit, some yeah, nerd some, shit. You know, some it's real like, shit. I attempted to do that, but you know. Um, I got like 30 pages and realized it's, it's one of my deals. Yeah, we got to get that Dale Soul crowdfunding money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for my next album. Yo, man, I'm donating this shit. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Our nonsense. So thanks, fucking. Yeah, man. Thanks to the Lord Goat for sitting down and uh, talking some shit with us. Look out for the record and we'll put the links up and all that Look other out shit. for the record. Um, it's coming definitely before. I want to say Christmas. Excellent. So I should have a new song up for probably a month and a half. We'll have a little teaser. Cool. We got we got our straws ready. <laughs> yeah. well, make sure you wet your beak. And, <laughs> and good luck in Europe, man. Yeah, thanks. Have a killer time. Hopefully be hookers and pot. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm kidding. <laughs> Close mine, too. Don't forget about him. Yeah. Later.